What's going on, guys? This is Straight Spitters, Columbus, Ohio's most reckless podcast, where we spit straight truth and facts. I'm your host, David Reckless. I got my co-host with me, OPZ. We'll be covering topics such as music, health, wealth, and finance, and whatever else comes to mind. All right, let's go ahead and just jump into it. So today, topics, we're going to be covering what does music do for you and what does it mean for you and to you and also what does it mean to me and what does it do for me. Yeah. Also, we're all going to be covering top five favorite artists as well. All right. Top five. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so before we get into that, let's let's cover a couple things about ourselves really fast. Can we give the people a backstory? Yeah, man. man. Yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah, actually, yeah, bro. So yeah, let's 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 talk about it. Go, you go first, my man. You want me to go first? Yeah, let them know about you. As you all know. I'm your hostess with the mostest, David Reckless. And so I am repping Columbus, Ohio. So coming out with an coming artist out of Columbus, Ohio. I'm an independent artist as well. And I decided to pursue music. And actually, when I decided to pursue music, PZ, you're actually one of the first people to actually support me and say, let's go ahead and jump it right into it. So we just went ahead and decided to do music. And we've been doing music like officially now for like a year and a half, two yeah, years? About two years, yeah. yeah. So let's back up for a really quick second. Oh, we're going back even further. Yo, what made you even want to start pursuing a career in music? Well, that's good. That's a good question. Uh, what was the spark that happened that made you say, oh man, I gotta do this? Well, so my birth name. Yeah. I'm not going to say on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually named after a composer. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, classical music. Oh. Yep. That says a lot. Exactly. So I, so even when I was younger, I was always interested in music. My mom put me in piano. Mm-hmm. I was a, uh, she also put me in violin. I didn't really pick up the violin, but I was more interested in the piano. So I learned how to play the piano. I haven't played in a while, so... I have the most rust on, <laughs> on these keys. Yeah, it'd be like that, my man. But I mean, you're still an artist, nonetheless. Yes, of course. Okay. I'm still an artist, nonetheless. But that still didn't really tell me like what was the event was that made you. Yeah. yeah I was gonna. Get, I was gonna actually gonna get into that. All right. So I was gonna get into. I'm giving the backstory, man. You gotta look. Get my bad. I'm sorry. I'm eager beaver, man. I'm an eager beaver. You feel me? I see. Yeah. <laughs> damn, damn, man. <laughs> That was good. That was good. That was good. I know that's that's what it really clicks right there. We're archiving that one. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I always grew up around music. My uncles were making music. They were rapping. I remember they had like the home studio inside like this walk-in closet. That's yeah, that's how it usually is. <laughs> they had the home studio uh, walk-in closet right there, uh, literally in the walkway in the apartment. Wow. in the downtown that they had and so I've always been around them but it never really hit for them but for me as you know being around my uncles being doing piano as well so that always sparked my interest and I always did like poetry and spoken word but what really what really 
kindled that fire and and gave me that passion, that drive. I can remember the moment it was Jay-Z's MTV live album he did. And when the crowd was chanting his song, I was like, yo, I want that. And when he asked, said, he's like, left side, let me hear you uh, get loud. Then they're like, ah, and he's like, right side, let me hear you get loud, ah. And he's like, oh, nah, yeah, y'all tripping, y'all ain't loud enough. And I was like, then he's like, let me hear you get louder. And then he said, uh, bounce with me, bounce with me. And then you hear me, then you hear the whole studio get, she said, bounce with me, start bouncing and repeating his lyrics. I was like, yo, I want that. Ooh, I want that. Wow. Yo, that's awesome. So what age were you when you experienced that? I was, uh, give or take, I want to say, I want to say about 14, 13. 13, 14? Yeah, 13 to 15, let's say that age range. About, in, about right there, specifically, yeah. And it was at that moment, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, I need that for myself. Yeah, I was like, I need that for myself, man. Wow, that's, that's absolutely awesome, and I have to say that uh, my origins are quite similar. All right, so uh, my backstory, uh, I was eight years old when um, I experienced my very first concert. Um, it was a gospel artist, his name was T-Bone. And um, mm. yeah, he was a gospel rapper and he was, he was phenomenal, man. He was local to uh, Columbus, Ohio. And uh, yeah, he was you know, definitely making some noise, um, especially in the gospel scene. And uh, I got to attend one of the shows. And uh, it was like a packed house, and I just I felt the electricity, and I was like, man, like I I knew from that point, like this is there's some, I've got to do something with with this at some point. And I remember going to sleep that night and having a dream that I was on stage, and I was in front, and I all I seen a sea of people. I saw a whole bunch of lights just moving back and forth. I just felt the electricity moving through my body. And I knew at that point, I just like, yo, like this is, this is like, this is like heaven for me. You know, this is my definition of paradise. And I decided to pursue it ever since. I actually woke up that night <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning with my very first rap. I don't remember what it says. <laughs> Probably something garbage, but it, it started from that point and it, it never stopped. Wow, yeah. I remember um, I remember having a dream similar to that yeah. like about a year ago, year and a half ago, once, like two years now. So I don't know if, if you remember me telling you, I was like, yo, Peasy, like, after I dropped, uh, posted, and I actually saw, like, it was on iTunes and Spotify and Tidal, and I actually saw, like, David Reckless. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I can pause and stop on Apple Music. <laughs> <laughs> yo, for real, though. That's cool. That's Bro, cool. I told you. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, man, uh, to be able to pause and play your own music on Spotify and Apple Music, bro, that was crazy. Like, I kid you not, bro, I was like, play, pause, <laughs> play, pause, play, 
play boss man flat. <laughs> Yo, for real. That's yeah. Like people take little stuff like that for granted because it's a lot of work, man. Man, oh my god! Like when I finally got, saw my music on Apple Music and like on YouTube Music, man, that made like that year and a half that I spent researching it. It made it so much sweeter, man. Because it was so much knowledge that it takes to figure that out. Yeah. It's like your fruits finally started showing. You yeah, know what I'm my, I started everything I was wanting to know and pursue. Like, yo, my dream is in front of me. I bought my dream from a non-existent plane to mm -hmm. the physical. Mm -hmm. Well, to I would say not the physical, but the the audible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's somewhat physical. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I mean, music isn't exactly tangible unless you get a hard copy. But like, right. but but still, like the point remains. But back to the origins, my man. Uh, what does music mean? to you and what was the other question and what does it do does for you and what does it do for you okay uh music to me means just like what i stated earlier it's it's my own slice of heaven it's like the one way that i choose to if i really wanted to escape i could music is the only thing in this plane besides you know uh some other uh artistic uh means of expression such as like drawing or visual arts and stuff like that um but in regards to the audible world i feel like it's one of the greatest ways to connect with someone or a group of people and actually experience something vicariously or you can directly relate to it. Um, and, I agree. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, and, well. and that's that's what it that's what it means to me. It means, uh, you know, a, a safe haven. It means like uh, a guarded Ooh. passage. I like that. Yeah, a, a guarded passage to a new land. You know. I like that a lot. Yeah. I'm gonna pick back off of that. Yeah. Because like for me, uh, we grew up super poor. Like we grew up dirt poor. Mm -hmm. And for me, music and comedy always been a form of therapy for me. A good example of that for me has been Kid Cudi, uh, where there was a point where Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon album actually saved my life, and which brings us to our next topic, man. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good segue. Uh, what's your top five favorite artists, man? My top five favorite artists, you know, this is a loaded question. This has always been a loaded question for me because I feel like there has been so many artists that help pave the way, to help pave my sound, you know? And like they all deserve credit as needed. But so when you say top five favorite artists, sorry, so we're talking about in regards to like flow, style, like presence in the hip hop industry. Like what are we what are we talking about? Top like, five what? Like your top favorite artist, like is just uh, like all encompassing. All encompassing. Alright. Uh alright, starting from five to one. And uh you know, I'm probably gonna end up updating my list at another time, but as of right now, I'd have to say my top five would be drum roll please 
Drum roll, please. <laughs> Number five, please. Number five, I'm going to have to say, and I, I can't give you a particular order, all right, but I, I do have, you know, my five faves. Okay, okay. Uh, Notorious B.I.G. No, no, Notorious. For sure. Um, I was, I mean, I was raised on that East Coast, East Coast, East Coast flavor, you know? And then when, I just remember when Big was just introduced to me and like the way he like put his stuff together, like it just, it wasn't like anyone else for me. It's the B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A, like at that point, like that was such an unhinged flow to me. And still is. That like, it just really separated him from, you know, other, Whoa, heavyweights in the hip hop game. All right, so I'm gonna have to give another number to the almighty Andre 3K. Andre 3000? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, and okay. I, I can see why this would have controversy or what that people are asterisks around it. Yeah, well, I wouldn't even say asterisks. It's uh, that's from so much like, uh, you know, get some slack. Or okay. flack. Get flack. Flack. Flack for this. Because, um, you know, he's never released a soul album. You know, never, not once. But the simple fact that he made the footprint that he did without having to, uh, it says a lot. That is a quite an amazing feat. And, I mean, I just, I know just based off of, you know, the product that he produces is that there's not too many MCs that can do it does in regards to flow style delivery and yeah he, he definitely gets one of my votes hands down uh let's see i'm going to have to throw in man what am i going to throw in there i mean insert jeopardy theme music I'm oh. gonna throw in K Dot. I'm gonna throw K Dot in there Ooh. for this reason. Okay, let me know why, man. And that is solely for the the to pimp a butterfly album. Oh, bro. Seeing that is probably one of my favorite albums. Of Work of time. art, man. Masterpiece. I you know I, you know I I haven't heard another body of art like it in such a long time. That's facts, man. And um, we're talking about hip hop, right? Just hip hop artists, right? Yeah, it's hip hop. All right, cool. I see it. Bro, we're a hip hop podcast. I mean, you know, we can cover other stuff too if we ever decide to. But right now, we're talking about hip hop. We're gonna uh, (laughs) keep it hip hop. You feel me? Uh, But I mean, he he could be at a number six because. who, K-Dot? K-Dot. Not at, like, you know, because he, he could not be in my top five because recently, like, I just, you know, I I don't want to say I haven't been impressed, but, like, I haven't been motivated to go listen to him. Okay. And that bothers me. Like, yo, like, I woke up and I, I heard that J. Cole released another track and I got right to it. I didn't do anything else. And that's what the hell I need. And that, let's segue right back into my top five. I mean, of course, I have to mention J. Cole. 
Uh, he's probably my. You're not just about one. to run past that track now. You feel me? That track's fire. <laughs> you, you're not just about to you know, just run past that. You Yo. can't just drop that. And... Yo, he did. He definitely did. Um, but tell that? us why. Like, why J. Cole, though? Why J. Cole? I feel like. Like, what draws you to his music? Alright, so I feel like he is definitely, like, what hip hop should look like. Like he explain that. You gotta break that down for us. You gotta break that down for the people, man. Alright, so down. let me break it down for the people. Like he is like I feel like he is like the proper face of hip hop. You know what I mean? Like it's fitting for him because not only um is he, you know, delivering sweet ass freaking songs, but his songs have content that are feeding people. So not only is it good for you, but it's flavorful. My man is dropping delicious, delicious, <laughs> delicious vegan dishes. Okay, he's That's feeding two. the people. He's feeding the people. All right. So yo, like yo, he is the embodiment of hip hop to me right now. Like hip hop is what J Cole is what hip hop looks like. So if me. I take it right, if we break it down. It looks correctly, like it like. yeah. It's what that boom pat feel from the '90s, yeah, should have evolved into. Yes, it's what J. Cole evolved yes. into. Yes, exactly. Instead of what, and it's modernized, but it's still got that mecca of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Right, that, that has that, that core. Grit. Yeah, that, that grit. gritty core. That like should follow. And I, I feel like that should be a part of an artist. I mean. I mean, I'm no gatekeeper of hip-hop, you know what I mean? Neither am I, so... You know, not. at one point I felt like I wanted to be, but, I mean, it's... You know, be creepy. But I feel like, yes, he, he is the embodiment currently. Yeah, like, not only is he... Gross, but he's going crazy, man. His style is ridiculous. Okay. Well, which leads me to your next artist. Oh, yeah, so, uh, I feel like... Joyner Lucas. Joyner Lucas? Yeah, I feel like... Why Joyner? Why, why Joyner? Joyner because... That Will track was fire. I'll give you that. Well, I think Joyner is, is... He's kind of what I've been looking for in hip-hop for a mm -hmm. long time in regards to making your visuals directly match your lyrics and make the... Yes. Yeah. You know what? I can... I, I can attest that. Yes, because I'm so tired of like... These you know, artists dropping yeah. videos and their lyrics don't match. I'm just like, what? Oh, I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yo, <it's> like, <laughs> am I? The, I'm so glad, bro. Yes, bro. I'm so glad I chose you to do my co-host, bro. Yeah. We're on the same wave. <laughs> yo, we're on the same wave. And on top of that, like, yo, my motherfucker is bad. I mean, he became one of my top five favorites when he was at the BET Cypher, and they, they wouldn't even air that shit, bro. That's probably one of the hardest shit I've ever heard. Bro, you are Am right, I bro. Right? You know I'm sorry, bro? Like, I had to go watch it on YouTube, bro. Yo, like, for fucking real. I had like, to go watch it on YouTube, bro. Yo, and it's like, the audio quality ain't all that, that, but you know what's up, though. Even still, like, he murdered that shit. Like, I don't think I've cypher. ever seen anyone murder anything like that before. Like, up to this point. Like seriously, have you seen that motherfucker? I watched it like 30 times. 
Oh, oh, we got an alert, we got an alert. <laughs> alert, alert, alert. You know what I'm Speezy saying? spitting straight facts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, uh, yo, I, yeah, I definitely had to throw in Joyner Lucas in there. Like, what the moment I found Joyner Lucas, I was like, oh, yo, he's the future. Okay. I knew you, he was going to be the future of hip hop. Okay. All right. You know All what I'm right. saying? So we got J. Cole, which is the present and the future. Like, Joyner Lucas is the future. Oh, ooh. Stop. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. D.I.G. passed. Oh, boom. Um, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I wish, I really wish we'd do a top 10, man, because I do want to mention Hove. A lot of people don't fuck with him, but I feel like, you know, it, especially in the beginning, bro, like, one hey, of my mention him now. is Reasonable Doubt, because his second, third, and fourth entendres he'd be using, man, like, was a whole new inspiration for me. You know, and uh, you know, but I know we're supposed to only do a top five, so I'm gonna keep it at that. Yeah. Oh, there's so many artists. I'm right. It's all good. We're gonna press. No. How about you, man? Top five. Let's go ahead. Go ahead and crank it out. All right, man. So my top five, no particular order, either. Um, I'm going to have to say. I don't know. I, he's been. He's been wilding right now. So, it is Kanye. Like, I remember when Kanye first dropped, it was the polos and pink, the polos and pink backpacks. Yo. Yeah, you feel me? And college dropout, graduation. Yo, man, I just, those albums just resonated with me. Facts. Like, those albums, just, I just gravitated towards Yo, them. I used to wake up and go to sleep religiously. Of course, man. Easy, and his skits, man. man. Yeah. Wake up, Mr. West. <laughs> Mr. West. Bernie Mac on the yeah. RP, Mr. Mac. Yeah. And so, yeah. And he has some great projects. And what artist, you know, literally locks himself in a room for three summers making beats, bro? A dedicated head ass mofo who is wildly successful today. Yep. And so. <laughs> I'm, I just, I don't know. I've been back and forth with Kanye's music. So, but one thing that I learned to do, what Sean Mendes God mentioned, is we have to learn how to separate the artists from their music. Yeah. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. We have to learn how to separate the person from their music. And then you gotta learn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah artists from music, that's right, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So, and it was just a way I had to learn how to do. And so, because I still love the old graduation, college dropout, 808s and heartbreaks, you know, my my just my twisted dark fantasy. So, break that down to me. Separating an artist from their music. Yeah. Oh, of course. So, boom. What he's been going. Slavery was a choice, bro. So I get what he was Not trying. Was a choice, but well, his comments, like some of his comments that he's been making, and also like some of these things, like he's just his stance, or like some of the antics that he's been doing. And so I just can't. I don't know. Like it's just. I don't know why I have to explain it because it's Kanye. Like you know, you feel me? Like even his own song, he says, "I miss the old Kanye." Straight he's from not, the soul. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, he's not wrong. I see what you're saying too. I, we can we can go into that. I, slavery was a choice. I get to to the degree, you know, where with saying that, you know, if we really wanted to be free, we should have wrote 
uh, revolted. Revolted or died trying. Or did die trying, exactly. So, so I get where he's coming from there. But if he was going to take that stance, he should have thought about how he was going to phrase that a lot better. And his message would have came through a lot clearer versus just saying slavery was a choice. I feel like... Community. Versus... Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't even catch it all. No, but uh, no, you see, you see what I'm saying? Like, versus slavery was like in given the state of our media today. Oh, Kanye West says slavery was a choice in this politically racially fueled climate. All right, but I'm moving on. I uh, don't want to digress too Ooh, far. Yeah, oh yeah, cause uh, yeah, that's a, so, that's, a, that's a good one to get into. That, that's like I said, that's something for another day. Yeah. So my next artist is going to be, as I mentioned earlier, is Kid Cudi. And during my high school years, Kid Cudi, his music saved my life, bro. And there was a point where I was just like, just thinking about it at all. And I see the post where it said, Kid Cudi saved the generation. That is so true. You know, his music really saved my life. His music gravitated towards me. So. And like I still, sometimes I'll still listen to Man the Moon, like go to fall asleep. And my next artist, let's have a moment of silence, please. I would have to say would be the late great Nipsey Hussle. So when I was the same way I gravitated towards Pioneer's music when I was younger, was the same way I gravitated to Nipsey's music. At right now, at this stage of my life, because when I first started listening to Nipsey, I was like, I was listening to like Young Nipsey. I was like, man, I don't like the way this, uh, you know, Young Nipsey rap. You know, I was like, I ain't, I ain't really messing with this dude. I was fucking with Nipsey ever since the first time I heard him. But you feel me? I knew he was real. I, I don't get me wrong. I always respected him. I just didn't like the way he flowed. I, I, just, I thought it was dope. But then, what happens is, right before, like, uh. Right after he dropped Victory Lap, and a little bit right before he passed, I started listening to his music again. And I was like, yo, who is this, you know? I was like, uh, we were in the car just chilling, it was me and my cousin. And I was like, who is this guy? He's like, yo, this is Nipsey Hussle. You never heard of Nipsey Hussle? I was like, oh, you saw Nipsey Hussle, Slossom Boy? I was like, yes, bro. I was like, oh, dang, I gotta go check out his music. So we went back to listen to Crenshaw, Mailbox Money, Oh man, Slossom Boy 2. I just love Nipsey. Like, and then Victory Lap, of course. And I was like, yo, I'm gonna have a song with this dude. And then, of course, you know, that happened. And so that just, that just hurt me, right? That just hurt me. To this day, like, I still, like, felt like, I don't know, I just feel like we haven't grieved him properly. Like, I still feel like the world needs closure from him. Like, he was a gift. Some people are truly gifts, and we don't know their gifts until they're gone. And like that saying says, give people their flowers while they're alive to receive them. I have 100% agree. And then my next artist, of course, is going to have to be uh, Tupac. Of course, you know, California. California. You know me that that, yeah. the, that California vibe. Yeah, yeah, man. Tupac was a poet, man. He was, yeah, you feel me? He was a poet, and I just love the way he flowed. I love the way he painted pictures, and just he was a gift too. 
And so my uncles, they played Tupac around me when I was coming up. And they also played big, but they're from New York, but they sell, they always play big more. So that's why for me, it's always it, my number one spot, like my, my number one favorite artist, it always fluctuates between Big and Hove. Mm-hmm. Big and Hove, man. Like that Reasonable Doubt album, I've been listening to that lately on repeat. And so there's a blueprint in there. And I think everybody should go back and listen to Hove's old stuff because there's a blueprint in there. And there really is a school for hip hop. Yeah. And why well, I say there's a school for hip hop because then in one of his songs, I think Mr. Carter with Lil Wayne and Jay Z, Lil Wayne says, "When I leave this earth, it'll all it'll be on two feet, never knees in the dirt." Mm. And then in another song, Nipsey also says the same line: "When I leave this earth, it'll always be on both feet, never knees in the dirt." Mm. And I was like, "Where did I hear those that line from?" I just couldn't remember. But then when I went back to listen to Reasonable Doubt, I heard the bar from Jay-Z and I was like, what? I was like, yo, so Lil Wayne and Nipsey Hussle went back to listen to Reasonable Doubt and Jay-Z said this like back in the 90s. Why am I not doing this? Why are we all who are striving to be hip hop artists? Why are we not going back to the school of hip hop and listening to the greats? Exactly, how are you gonna be great if you wanna study them? Like, it'll be better than the greats if you don't study. Gonna know their every move, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, man, that's a that's a pretty solid top five, you know? Pretty solid indeed. I know, man. I think, you know what? I think what we should do, uh, I think, I, boom, we should do, like, a weekly top five. Like, what are your, this week's top five? This week's top, top five. five. Yeah. See, I don't know about that, man, because I feel like... I, because it's just so hard to, like, say, because there's so many great artists still out there, man. Great artists, but, like, I mean, based off of the top five of what society says at this current point, I just I just, I don't know if I can get along with. And I feel like the old heads back in my day. You know what I'm saying? What the hell is this stuff you're listening to? We young old school. Back in my day, we used to have real music. <laughs> <laughs> and like, young old school, that's what it is. Yeah, young old real. school. And I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. Like, what the fuck is this stuff? Like, I don't like, I don't like, and I'm like, and I'm like, I don't like shoes. Like, I mean, I guess some of it's got a groove to it. Some of it, some of them is a vibe. Some of them yeah, got bops. So got you can't, you can't lie. I can't some, knock it off. So. No, I can't knock it off. You so because you feel me. But they grown as artists, so we just gotta see how they evolve. Like if they evolve, like you know, give them time to grow. I, and I feel like some of them are just really in it for the gimmick, you know. Right. Uh, you know, they, those they, who are in it, those who are true will remain, yeah, and those who are, yeah. And like I think uh, that pound cake where Jay Z had, like Jay Z and Drake says, <laughs> "Well, all the bullshit will fade, and only real music will remain." Yeah. So. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's the true facts, you know? Yeah, but so, PC, uh, Yeah, so... What I wanted to say is, yeah, man, uh, how long have you been making music for, man? Oh, man, I've been making music for 21 years now. Uh, I started at 8 years old. I'm 29 now. So, yeah, man, I've been doing this for a grip. I mean, granted, it has been on and off. Uh, of course, you know, during your teens, you know, 
tend to slack off a little bit. But like, it's nothing I'm ever completely put down. You know, I'm gonna taking breaks for like a couple months at a time, but uh, I'm staying pretty consistent for the most part. Uh, how about you? Yeah, man. Um, I've been making beats since Schoolhouse, honestly. Yeah. Since Schoolhouse. And so I saw, I walked in, and then I saw you and Billionaire Josh uh, on Fruity Loops. Yeah. And then Pro Tools back then when we did use Pro Tools. And oh, remember the fucking keyboard? Uh, <laughs> remember we had the keyboard in the MIDI? Yeah. yeah <laughs> what the? Brought that, brought that joint over. Yeah. 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 I still got that though. Yeah, you, it's still kicking? Uh, I don't think it works anymore, but I think I do, in fact, still have it. Yeah, those were the days, man. I want to beat competitions, man. Yo, that was, yeah, man. Really good times. So that was about, what, 2011, right? 2011. Yeah, 2011. 2011, 2012. 2012. We've been doing this for about, about eight years. You know what I'm saying? Trying to, trying to pull it together. Yeah, we finally pulled it. The last few years, finally pulled it together. Finally got the brand off. Got the music going. The podcast and the website's finally going. More to come. Yeah, so, but also you know, um, you tell us about ASCAP quickly about how you guys went. You and billionaire Josh went to California, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so for those who don't know, um, ASCAP is the American Society of Composers, oh. Authors, and Publishers, and it is an American nonprofit performance rights organization that protects its members' musical copyrights by monitoring public performances of their music, whether via broadcast or live performance, and compensating them accordingly. So they had an exposition in 2018 uh, in Los Angeles, California, and there we were allowed to attend um, a series of workshops and like hang out with like a couple of big names. And it was, it was truly awesome, my man. We got to experience so much, learn so much about different pieces of equipment, marketing techniques. Uh, so it's like a master classes? Yeah, a series of master classes and like the amount of connections we received. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like uh, BMI. That's what it sounds like. Uh, for they're, like they're, publishing they're rights? The yeah, they're both, yeah, they're one and the same, but they're two different entities. Gotcha. They do gotcha. the same okay, thing okay. though. Um, did you guys meet, um, did you guys meet Ryan Leslie? Um, we didn't get to actually meet him. We did go to his master class, though. Ooh, was, that's fire. That's yeah, fire. Yeah, it, it was more so like a marketing class. I was hoping that it'd be something in regards to production. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, production. But, but yeah, he, uh, he, yeah he, he did something on marketing, which was still useful, but... You know, it requires, you know, a sizable investment to really, you know, uh, take uh, full advantage of what he's trying to do. So, I mean, but, you know, it's, it's cool stuff. Uh, we did get to hang out with Ry Wyclef for a little bit. That was cool. Oh, Wyclef Jones? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's dope. So, but that's, he's actually one of my other music artists, too, so, um, because he's actually Haitian. Mm-hmm. You know, just like me. So cool, and yeah. if y'all don't know who Wyclef Jean is, y'all need to go Google him and do your research yeah. on who Wyclef is. Yeah, we don't, we're not even gonna get into it. But what we are gonna get into is last thoughts with Peasy. Peasy, what are your last thoughts, man? What do you got for us today? 
My last thoughts for y'all are is to constantly reinvent yourself every single day. There's not a day that goes by where you should not experience change. And then once you understand that and embrace that, the growth mm. is going to be immense. That's all I got for today, my man. That's a second alert. That's a second alert. Easy with the facts, y'all. I wish I could see my face when y'all just now. Oh my God, bro. That was. <laughs> all right, y'all. Appreciate you, my man. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Straight Spitters Podcast with your host, David Reckless. And OPZ. Stay safe. Stay dangerous. And stay, stay reckless. reckless.